Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. All right, um, I want to I want to do today a little bit more, a little less church template, church service template style, and a little more BSSM revival group style today. So I'm going to change it up a little bit on us in a little bit, <clears throat> and uh, I, I want to do I want to use my time to speak today to instead of preaching a new message, I actually wanted to do some review a little bit of some things that I've been talking to you guys about for several months now. Um, when, when we had Easter, Good Friday and Easter weekend, the focus was the most important focus of anything ever, and it's Jesus dying on the cross and resurrecting, amen? And the, the cross, burial, and resurrection is central to all things in the kingdom of God. And ever since then, which has been several months now, um, I've been going hard and heavy on the topic of our identity in Christ. And, and uh, so every week we've been just going after our identity, just helping us get d- deepen our revelation of the, of the finished work of the cross that Jesus has done in you and in me. How many of you guys have been encouraged to discover more about what Jesus has already put in, into you in the Spirit? Come on, me too. Before I start this, though, oh, I also wanted to let you know that I'm, a, I'm not going to speak as long as normal because I want to open up some time, and this, I'm giving you guys a heads up, so you start asking the Holy Spirit right away, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this microphone up, and based on the things that I cover today, I want you to be asking the Holy Spirit, what is a declaration that I can declare over myself that, that I want to see breakthrough in in my identity, and it's not going to be a time for people to come up and preach a sermon to us or to the to ourselves but probably like a one or two sentence declaration that we're and I'm going to have people line up and I'm giving you advance notice so that we don't have that awkward I'm going to stand here two minutes until somebody comes because I want you guys to start forming a line at that point and we're going to just do one after the next declarations all right so start getting ready before I go I, I got to read you something though that my sister posted on Facebook her name's Amy, and she, she lives in Arizona, and she posted this, and this was amazing last night, and, and you guys are going to love it. <clears throat> if you don't love it, then we're going to have some counseling sessions later. <clears throat> All right. Her husband's is, his name is Chris. Chris and I were trying out a new-to-us restaurant this evening, and I humiliated myself. Shocking. She said Shocking. I went to go wash my hands in the restroom. When I turned the corner into the hallway where the restrooms were, I I was approaching a woman head on and almost ran into her. I smiled, waved, said excuse me, briefly admired her shirt. Thankfully, I'm just a friendly person to everyone, usually. I guess the humiliation mostly started setting in when I realized... that the other woman in the hall was me. (laughs) The hall... (laughs) The hall was much smaller than it appeared because of a full mirror wall. 
and I was greeting my own reflection in the mirror. <laughs> it would have been much less embarrassing if there wasn't an employee standing nearby, folding napkins, staring at me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh, and I, I, she's two or three hours behind us, and I put a comment on there. And I said, I am sharing this today, and you have till 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to tell me no. So, <laughs> oh, and I woke my family up this morning when I went to the restaurant or the bathroom to get ready, and I saw that, and I was like dying laughing in there, and everybody else woke up. It was so good. Oh, if you ever get to meet her, it'll just make it all the better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whew. She, she was really embarrassed on that one. But, but here's the thing about that that is so powerful, I think. Like, she didn't realize that was her, and she's, like, complimenting this person. Right? <laughs> she was complimenting a stranger but then she realized it was herself <laughs> do you realize how much God wants us to be like that though <laughs> for, for us to be able to extend grace and, and goodness to ourselves the way we would to someone else. <laughs> that would be embarrassing if someone else saw that happen, though. No. That, but that's, that's God's heart, though. He, he actually wants us to have self-love, amen? Like, like, and, and one of the things that Lisa talked about was the, how powerful it is to be able to stand in front of a mirror and like look at yourself and all the details and say, I love this about you. I love this about you. And, and to be able to, to really value who God created you to be. Amen? And so, and that's what we've been really focusing on for several months now is identity and, and trying to be able to grow in our self-love and, and, and our self-respect for, for me, you know, for you, for you, to love you, to love you and discover you the way that God sees you. And to be able to see that you are far greater than your carnal mind wants you to believe that you are. Because Jesus did something way more powerful on the cross and through his resurrection and your born again experience where you became a new creation and all those things have passed away. Behold, all things became new. Like he actually wants us to realize that the, the power and the magnitude of what he accomplished is far beyond what your carnal mind wants you to believe about yourself. Amen. And so, I mean, you would think that several months worth of a, of a topic sounds long, but it actually is going to take our lifetime to get this stuff. And you're going to hear me say things over and over and over, not because, um, because I can't create a new sermon, all right? Sometimes it could feel that way maybe, but not, all right? It's because we got to get this stuff in us, amen? And honestly, as our church grows 
like you're going to hear some of the stuff again because I want everybody to get this stuff and we're going to keep cultivating the soil. We're going to keep tilling the ground until this stuff starts bearing fruit and we see in harvest in it. Amen? Amen. Harvest. Hallelujah. So what I want to do is I want to, I want to just kind of briefly, like kind of bullet point walk us through some of the sermon topics that I did. I'm not going to re-preach all of them, I promise. But I want to hit the, the highlight points of the last several messages, um, and then we're going to go into some declarations. So I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, highlight to me what, what would be like the one thing that I need to declare over myself to get more breakthrough and growth in today, all right? Because when we do that time, I want you to believe that your words are powerful and that they release things in the spirit realm and they release yourself because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And the power of life and death is in your tongue. And when you speak truth and you speak the things that God says over you that might defy or clash with what your, what your carnal mind thinks, it actually breaks strongholds and sets you free. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on, guys. We're all back from vacation and we're ready to run now, aren't we? Come on. All right. So, so my first message after Easter was called the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. How many of you guys know that righteousness is actually a gift that God has given to you through Jesus Christ? Amen? And, and 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he made him, talking about Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Whoa. We might become God's righteousness. It says somewhere in the Old Testament, I didn't look this one up to give you an address, it says that our righteousness is equal to filthy rags. So our righteousness of our own energy, our own effect, is worth really nothing. But Jesus died on the cross to actually give to you his righteousness. Whoa. And that word righteousness in the Greek, I won't say this right probably, it's something to like this, dikaiosyne, all right? And it means righteousness, it means justice, it means to be right, to be correct, to be upright, to be innocent. Innocent. So God actually put rightness into you. He put innocence in you. You didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. But he gave it to you freely through the, mer the free gift of grace and mercy of God. Amen? Romans 3, 21 through 22 says, But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, that means you can't, you can't work hard enough religiously to get it. It's apart from the law. It is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even... The righteousness of God. Everybody say, the righteousness of God. It's His righteousness. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Everybody say, through faith. It's not works. Okay? So everybody says, it's not works. It's not through being a good enough Christian. It's through faith in Christ. Okay? The righteousness of God through faith in Christ to all. And on all who believe. Whoa. So if you believe in Jesus, 
and in your, in your salvation in Christ, right? Your, your faith in Him has literally opened the door for Him to impart Himself into you, and the very righteousness of God, which is more righteous than any righteousness you could ever imagine, He actually literally gave His righteousness to you, and so now when He looks at you, He's not seeing your righteousness, which fails. He sees His righteousness, which is unfailing. Come on. So when you would measure righteousness and God would look at you, it'd be as if he were looking in a mirror seeing his own righteousness as he looks at you. He put that on you. He put that in you. Free gift. Hallelujah. That's amazing. So if you're walking in faith, okay, you literally are in right standing with God. He's given you his righteousness and you have been given full Blessing and permission to stand face to face with him, shameless. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean that you get away with sins. I've preached all on that stuff too. Doesn't mean that because sin actually separates us from the present reality with Christ. It actually causes us to have this rift of connection with him. And so repentance brings us right back. But if you truly confess and ask Him to forgive you, He brings you right under the blood of Jesus, fully righteous. Come on. Somebody needs to get excited about this good news. All right? The second message after that was called, Reckon Yourself. Don't wreck yourself. Lauren said, what would you say? You said, Reckon Yourself, or you wreck yourself, or... You said, check, I don't remember what you said. It was, it was funny in the moment. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bust through some verses. Romans 6, 3 through 13. This is a powerful passage. It says, do you not know that as many of us, as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Okay. Therefore, we were buried with him. All right, if you've been born again, I want you to declare this with me, all right? If you haven't been born again, this isn't you yet, but hopefully today that's you, all right? But if you've been born again, I want you to repeat this with me. I've been buried with Jesus through the baptism into his death. Come on. That's crazy. And then it proceeds. It says that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. What does it mean to be raised from the dead? It's called resurrected, right? And, and it says we also would walk in newness of life. What does that mean? Resurrected. New life. The old life died, you got new life, what does that mean? It's resurrected, amen? It's the same thing as being born again. You're born again. Your old man had to die, and if you're going to continue living, you got to get born again in the Spirit, okay? Newness of life. Born again in the Spirit is the same thing as being resurrected with Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. 
For if we have been united together, everybody say united together, in the likeness of his death. All right, so just stop there and think about that. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So we've actually been united. What does that mean? United. You actually have been fused into union with Jesus. Whoa. That's deeper than the carnal mind will understand. But your spirit literally has been fused into union with Jesus. And, and your old nature, your old man died with him, all right? So in, in the crucifixion, I've been crucified with Christ. I've actually been fused into his death, into his crucifixion, one with him on the cross. Whoa. When you catch the revelation of that at the spirit level, it's going to set you free and give you breakthrough in life abundantly like you've never known before. All right, But just as we have been united together with him in his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. So the same way that we were fused into union with Jesus, dying with him, we also are fused into union with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Whoa. Powerful stuff. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. The old man is that old sinful nature. That, that guy died. That the body of sin, talking about the sin nature, might be done away with. That means utterly disposed of, all right? It's gone. Gone. Hallelujah. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. Whoa! So if I start discovering the, the radical truth of my union in Christ in the death and the resurrection, I no longer am bound to sin ever again. Come on, that's good news. This is where victory is. For he who has, de who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, verse 11, this is a powerful verse. By the way, I forgot to tell you that you guys probably should read along with me in your Bibles. But I don't think preachers are supposed to have to say that. <laughs> Just kidding. Likewise, you also... Check this out. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Reckon yourself means to, to force yourself to believe something that might not have been your natural way of believing before. I'm going to shift my belief. I'm going to shift my attention to this thing. And I'm going to make sure that I don't let myself not believe this thing. All right? I'm going to be so intentional to believe that I've died indeed to sin. Reckon yourself that you've died to sin, but, but that you're alive to God. Everybody say, I'm alive to God. All right, say this. I reckon myself to be dead to sin. I believe... I died to sin. 
and, the, and I'm dead to sin? Indeed. Come on. And, and say this, I reckon myself to be alive to God in Jesus Christ. I reckon myself to have died to all the bondage and all the things that hold me back. I've died to it. But I'm alive to God. I believe I resurrected with Jesus. That's what this is saying. That, that you need to reckon yourself. You need to, you need to harness your belief system and make yourself believe it. I've died to sin. I'm alive to God. And the more that you can function from your belief system in that, the more your mind gets renewed and you get transformed into the truth of that reality. You start living the resurrected life. Hallelujah. Come on. That's good stuff, guys. And so, I, 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 you guys have heard my, my testimonies in the past that I used to struggle with pornography. And it was, it was a long time ago, but I, I finally got breakthrough from it. But there came a point when I had to realize, when God revealed to me, that I've died to that thing. I used to think I was just free from it, but when the Lord showed me I died to it, it lost its hold completely. So, I, I had to reckon myself dead to porn and lust, because lust can be outside of just the realm of porn. I had to reckon myself dead to lust. And I believed it. I finally got to a place where I believed that died on the cross. And, but I have to, re, I have to so, so then I forgot to finish that. <laughs> Sorry. Let me, let me finish. I'll get back to that in a second. Verse 12 says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. And your members, talking about your body and just your actions and the way you live, your members as instruments of righteousness to God. So, so we need to reckon ourselves, that's my belief system, my self-confession, my, my, I'm reckoning that I've died to sin, but I'm alive to God. I reckon, I, I, I'm choosing to believe that I live in the resurrected life. So that's my, I'm reckoning it, so I'm believing it, right? But now it says present yourself. So go beyond just the confession of it. Now you got to present. you got to live your life as though you have resurrected from the dead. So, so there's a belief, and then there's the action. There's the belief, and then there's the living it out part of it. And God wants us to believe it. I, I no longer have to be a slave to sin. That's no longer a part of my life anymore. I've died to that thing. Now I can present myself, not, not just I died to sin, but now I'm actually righteous. I get to live not just, for, not just trying not to do something. I'm going to live unto something. Died, but now I'm alive. And what does resurrection in Christ look like? Oh my gosh. It's not just somebody died and then they came back to life and then they're going to die again. Okay, like Lazarus did. 
No, this is actually being fused together into the actual resurrection glorification of Jesus Christ. Your spirit has become grafted into union with Jesus Christ, and you are one with him in the very power of his resurrection. That is your identity. (laughs) Reckon yourself. Amen? Reckon yourself and present yourself. That's good stuff. I, I, almost, I almost started preaching a sermon. I, can't, I almost can't help that. <laughs> the next sermon is called The Beloved Children of God. I won't go as long on this. The Beloved Children of God. That's who you are. And, and we talked a lot about sonship and, and who God thinks you are. That Just like God declared over Jesus when he was baptized, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And he was declaring it to the heavens and to the earth. Proud of his son. Declaration. This is who my son is. And it, it had nothing to do with the works of Jesus Christ. had everything to do with who he was, not what he did. It happened before he even had a ministry to serve the Lord with. Okay? And, and the Lord looks at you and he sees beloved sons, beloved daughters. And he is so pleased with you. Has nothing to do with your service, has everything to do with your sonship or daughtership. Amen? And one of the, some of the things I declared over you guys who you are, you are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen? And you look like your dad. More than you think you do. Okay? But here's what you're not. You are not your sin. You are not your past. You are not other people's ideas of who you are. That's a big one right there. You are not Bound by old cycles. You are not bound by other people's limitations. Come on. You're a child of the Most High God. That's who you are. Then the next message was called the extravagant father. And we read the story of the prodigal son. The extravagant father. And, and his son who, who rebelled and went and lived his own way, squandered his wealth um, but he wanted to come back home because he realized it was better there than out there. And so he wanted to come back home, and he'd already, he'd already decided in his heart, I am not worthy to be called a son in my father's house. So I'm going to come and repent to him for what I did, and I'm going to tell him, I'm not worthy to be your son if you could just make me like one of your servants. So he comes home. <clears throat> his father ran after him. Immediately, as soon as he saw him even coming, he was out there as quick as he could be. He didn't wait one millisecond. Amen? And and all he needed was to see his son's heart turn toward him, and he was instantly there. But his father, when he started telling his father what he had rehearsed that he wanted to do um, to try to get back in the house, as soon as he said, I'm no longer worthy to be your son, he was getting ready to say, please make me a servant. But his father stopped him before he could even say that part because he didn't want to agree with him that he's not worthy to be a son. He didn't want to give him a, an inferior experience in his home. So he restored him to his sonship immediately. 
And, and he, he immediately called his servants. He said, go get sandals and my best robe and a signet ring. So he could restore royalty, sonship, and authority and identity back to his son again. Come on. Good stuff right there. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to tell you every sermon since then because we don't have time for that because I've got a microphone back here. <clears throat> the next message was called The Royal Flush. <laughs> I'm going to remind you why it was called that. It was around 2012 or 2013, I was on a ministry trip with Steve Backland, and my friend Matt Coyle was on the trip, and Matt Coyle led a bunch of us in the sanctuary into an encounter, and I laid on the floor, and he's like, he's guiding us into the presence of God, and, and he, wanted, he wanted us to, to see Father God, Papa God, and, and he wanted to give us a gift, so... <clears throat> He wanted me to see what God's given me. And so I was laying on the floor, and, and the father looked over at me, and he handed me a, a hand of cards, playing cards. And I took them, and I looked at them, and it was a royal flush. So that would be an ace of hearts, king, queen, jack, and ten, all of hearts, right? And in poker, that is the highest hand you can get. It trumps everything. And so when I got that, I was like, whoa, that's amazing. It's the best hand possible. He, God, my Father, is giving me the winning hand. That's so cool. Gave me the winning hand. And I, and I was like, man, that, that is a pretty neat vision. And then Matt said, what do, he said, what does God want to tell you about what he gave to you? So I asked him, what do you want to tell me about this? And then immediately, I started, um, I started seeing pictures of all these things in my life that I was ashamed of. It made no sense to that deck of that hand of cards. I started seeing all these things I was really ashamed of. And, and, I, and he reminded me of ways that I even had treated Jessica um, recently. That, like literally right before the trip, it was a few-day trip, right before it, we got into a, a fight with an unresolved argument. And so I felt shame from that. And, and then he started showing me um, <clears throat> other attitudes I carried that I was ashamed of. Orphan beliefs, uh, beliefs of jealousy and, and self-comparison and things that made me just feel not good about me. And, and I, I saw those and I, I was like, what in the world does this have to do with that, that hand of cards? What does that mean? What, what are you trying to show me? Because it didn't, it didn't line up. And then the Lord told me, uh, he, he, said, he said, these things don't line up with royalty because it's the royal flush. And all of a sudden, he started taking all those things that I was ashamed of, and, and I saw a toilet, and he started flushing each one down the toilet, flushing everything that did not line up with my royalty in Christ. Flushing all that, that garbage away. Come on. And I started laughing really hard because even though I was feeling that grief, I started laughing because it was just a, I didn't expect him to show me a toilet. And, and the, like a, the royal flush is a play on words, right? And, but he started, and he started working. It was, it was holy laughter. It started coming from my spirit because deep in my soul, started laughing because I, I just, it was releasing the shame and the guilt that I was feeling. 
It was the Lord healing me. And, and I, he started showing me that all those things that I was ashamed of, none of them are who I am. That is not who I am. Those things that I was ashamed of, yeah, I shouldn't have done it. But it did not define who I am. And he said, those things are not the markings of royalty, so it's not who you are. Let's flush it away. And let's get you refined to who you actually really are because you are a royal son of the Most High God. Come on! We're royals, daughters, and sons of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's made us kings and priests in His presence in His kingdom. Amen? We are royal heirs. We're joint heirs with Christ. We are royalty. And He wants to flush away all the things, all the things that, that, that don't line up with who He knows you to be. Hallelujah. And, and then the last one, I'm just going to hit this fast because <clears throat> I have to open this mic up. This is so important. The next one is called Freedom in the Light. Freedom in the light. And, and that whole message was based out of 1 John 1, 5-9 through 9, that says, uh, it says, this is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And uh, like, I don't want to focus so much on the sin part of that, but, but the light and the fellowship part of that. Because the Lord is actually trying to teach us There's power and breakthrough by coming into the light. And and often we're trying to hide the things that we're ashamed of because I don't want somebody else to see the imperfections in my life. Little hint, they have them too, so you're not like worse than them. All right? But the power is not in being better than than what you want to be. It's coming into the light where He is. When the light it sheds light on all things and nothing is hidden anymore. And so the Lord doesn't want us hiding things from Him. And, and He needs us to have people in our life that we can be transparent with. It doesn't mean you have to be transparent to the whole world. Okay? But, but He wants us to have people in our lives that we can trust, that they're, they're going to love us no matter what, and they're going to believe that Jesus is making us whole. And it has to happen by bringing things out into the light. And I know for me that when I was getting the beginnings of my porn addiction breakthrough, it didn't even ever happen. As hard as I tried to repent, I never got the breakthrough I needed until I started confessing it to a pastor, a leader in my church, and he got to minister to me in that. Okay? There's power in bringing things into the light because that's putting in the place where the blood of Jesus works most powerfully. Amen? And it's not just about sins. It can be anything that holds us back. He just wants us to get stuff out in the light because that's where the power of the blood of Jesus flows and He brings healing and and restoration, cleansing, and He makes us whole. And when you're in the light and it's under the blood of Jesus, God sees you as the whole version of who you are that He died for. Come on! 
but it gives us breakthrough. The, the, probably the biggest hindrance and, and tool of Satan in the, in the Christian world is shame. And God wants to bust that thing up. He wants to bust it up. And so sometimes, and again, this isn't just about confession of sins, but, but we need to be people who, who we can confess the things that God wants to do in our lives before others. All right? And, and that's where this thing's coming in. Check this out. See this? Here, let me, I don't know where I want to put this. Are we on? We are. Check this out. This is an opportunity right now for breakthrough. Because this is in the light. All right? This is in the light. This, before our family, this is the household of God in the presence of our community, where we have fellowship with one another in the light, nothing hidden, right? I, I am not going to try to expose you guys and say, come up here and confess your sins. Not doing that. I promise. At least not today. <laughs> but what I want to do is give you guys an opportunity, um, to, to, and, and we're going to have to keep a flow moving for the sake of time, but I want people to come up here and just make a declaration, one or two sentence declaration over yourself about, it's not, again, it's not, this is not sin focused, it's identity focused. I want to declare who I am. I want to declare of myself. I can declare something that would be to the effect of, of I reckon myself alive to, or I reckon myself dead to sin. Like just the declaration of that might give somebody a breakthrough and alive to God. I present myself as resurrected from the dead. That's a powerful statement if you believe it. Uh, somebody might need to say, declare something like, I just declare over myself that I'm the happiest person in the world. Because maybe somebody's walking in depression or, or, or under a cloud or something. You don't have to tell us what the thing is you're getting out of, but just declare over yourself what you, what you believe that God is put in you through Christ that you want to see it explode with manifestation. It's going to be powerful. Is anybody getting excited? Because yeah. it's going to be good. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's the guidelines. <clears throat> First of all, you've got to understand that if you're coming up here, that's automatically giving your permission for this to go online. Because there's a camera and it's online right now. Okay. Now we don't have... We don't have Bill Johnson-sized crowds, so I don't think I have to worry too much about that. But, but you are given our permission officially by coming up here. This is a declaration or a prayer, like a quick one or two sentence. It's not time to preach or prophesy or minister. Um, please do not unveil somebody else in what you say. This is about you and Jesus, all right? Um, but I want you to make declarations of yourself. I reckon myself dead to something, or I, reckon, I present myself alive to God in the area of, if you want to say something, or you can just declare a part of God's nature that you believe he wants to explode in your life in a good way. And after you do it, step on, but make sure you take a moment to actually let the Spirit sink it into you, because if you don't do that part, you might not actually get the effect of it, okay? So we're going to have a line and I want people to come this way, and it's just going to be one after the next. Then you move on, let it sink in. But the rest of us, we need to say amen or champion them or do something to partner with that. 
All right, so where's my line? <laughs> where's my line? <clears throat> All right, I'm going to just have Josh start it, but you guys just start lining up. I know there's going to be more. And, and here's the deal. It's five minutes till noon, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to officially just say that after you're done with this, um, if you need to go get your kids, you can. You can dismiss yourself, but let, give a few minutes so we can honor what God's doing here, all right? And then that was your official dismissal, and there will be a prayer team up here after we're done. All right, Josh, let's do it, man. All right. Okay. I am not alone. Despite my circumstances and feelings, I have people, family, and God with me. I declare security where insecurity once existed in my life. So, security in Jesus' name. Wrote it down because I get nervous. I have value. My ideas and words have value because the value you have given me, not because of the value other people or things have given me. I can identify lies and truth about my value. I am his beloved and I am free. Healing is mine. I am fruitful and flourishing even as I get older, and I'm going on an adventure with God, and it's going to be with church, ministry, family, and business. And I'm going to be a part of the revival that's coming in. I am walking in freedom as a child of God. I have the mind of Christ. I declare that I'm free indeed, and there's no hindrance to the overflow of the living waters. I, de I declare in Jesus Christ, I am an overcomer. I declare I have a Have the mind of Christ too. I was made for God and nothing else and no one else. I carry breakthrough and it can't help but break through. <clears throat> I now see through a filter of love and not a filter of fear. So I declare that Jesus already has solutions to the problems that I don't even know are coming. Therefore, I can carry bigger things than I ever dreamed I could. I declare Christ lives in me and that I live through Christ and the glory of God will be poured out in my walk, in Jesus' name.
I declare that I am a warrior for Christ in his, his I am one with Christ and I will grow in that truth and learn. I have a sound mind and am living in freedom in every sense of that word. I declare I'm victorious and heal in Jesus' name. bringing as many people as possible with me to the banqueting table in heaven and God has released angels to help me do this. That's powerful. I'm going to give another moment in case there's somebody that you're like, I think I need to, but you just weren't. But I'm going to give you a moment and even the awkward moment. just had to think of what it was. I declare that I'm important and valuable and God has something really special and important to do through me. Last call. Wasn't that powerful? Come on, that was awesome. Yeah. Why don't you guys give each other a hand just for stepping out and being courageous on that? Hallelujah. So if you, if you made a declaration, I want you to just hold that declaration right now to your heart. And if you didn't come up here, but you have one that you want to say, we're not going to make you do that. That's between you and, and the Lord, but just take a moment and declare it anyway. Like, you can do it silently if you want to, but just declare it over yourself. And I want you guys just take a moment and just let it soak into your heart. I want, I, want you to, I want you to take a moment of knowing that Jesus heard everything you said, and he's in agreement with it. He loves it, and he wants to release it now. So just take a moment and let it just have effect in the Spirit. I really feel his presence and anointing right now, so I know he's doing something. Just let it bring release right now. He heard you. He cares. He loves that with you and for you. What you declared is part of your identity. So we call it forth right now in the name of Jesus. I just call that forth. Whatever your declaration was, we call it forth in the name of Jesus. We bless it. We bless it. Holy Spirit, I ask you to ignite it right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that as they, as they have done this with faith and courage, Lord, that you honor that. And I pray that you will let them encounter you right how they need to for the release of that thing. 
Just give him a moment, guys. Just give him a moment. I don't, I don't want to just rush through the practicalities. I want you to encounter the Lord. <clears throat> he is good to you. And He sees goodness in you. That's, that's who He knows you to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I, I just really believe that the Lord is bringing upgrades to your lives right now. Hallelujah. You, your, your confession actually released things into the atmosphere and it released things, possibly dislodged things that were blocked. You, you, brought, you brought that confession into the light and that's where his power shows up. So there's grace on that. Hallelujah. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you with radical growth, radical freedom, radical wholeness in every way. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wow. I, I, feel, I feel God doing something in the Spirit right now. Do you guys feel that? Something real powerful and precious is happening. <laughs>